Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm lead advisor and senior analyst at Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Dr. Philipp Messerschmidt. He is senior analyst and advisor at Kupinger Coal. He recently joined Kupinger Coal at the beginning of this year, but he is an experienced IAM specialist, so we are happy to have him. So, hi, Philipp. Good to have you. Hi, Matthias. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Um, today, I want to share my experience regarding IT security awareness and especially I am awareness. And I think there are a lot of people out there who are using IAM on a daily basis um, without being aware of IAM at all. And that's what I want to address today, giving them a little idea um, about IAM might help them. Great. I think that is really of importance because we as experts, we are always talking about IAM from a technological or from a process point of view. But to, to step into the shoes of the end user, I think it's really also an important part. So if we take a step back, Let's start with this simple question then for the end user, for everybody who's interested. What is IAM? In my opinion, this one definition that everybody commits on and that everybody knows about and that fits every purpose doesn't exist. Um, there are thousands of company-specific and scientific definitions out there, which all serve the intention of the author in his or her special case. So if I would try to broadly define IAM in one sentence, I would keep it very simple. Um, my definition would be like who owns which access, when and where, and furthermore, um, when was this access used? And in contrast to my definition, I can also cite a definition by Kopinger Cole, which I found at the IAM masterclass. Um, this definition says, IAM is about linking a digital identity to each actor within an IT environment and signing access rights to each of those identities and controlling who has access to what by blocking or allowing access based on those access rights. And you see this definition is much more complex. So from the usability point of view of such a definition, is a more complex definition a better definition then? Or where can you distinguish between the different types of definitions? What is important? Well, in the end, I think it's not about these definitions um, that show whether you understand IAM or not. It's all about your idea and your model, which you use to organize the topic for yourself. I will give you an example of my own perspective. Uh, I used the so-called 4A model, which I found in my research a couple of years ago and came across again when I joined Kubinger Coal. Um, the four A's are defined as administration, authentication, authorization, and audit and analytics, um, which I want to briefly explain. In administration, it is all about the identity and its administration. That means uh, handling the joiner mover lever processes, um, providing a full stack of personal data, and managing the identity data continuously. Um, the second is authentication, which describes the way an identity identifies itself and therefore proves to be the identity it claims to be. Commonly, we use passwords to authenticate ourselves, but uh, there is much more behind it, like MFA or biometric authentication, 
just naming two of them. The third A is authorization. Um, while authentication checks if you are allowed to do something, authorization provides proper information on what you are allowed to do in detail. So I give you a real life example. Authentication checks whether you are allowed to enter the kitchen um, while authorization provides information on what you are capable of doing in it. So are you allowed to look into the fridge? Are you allowed to use the oven? Are you allowed to use knives, for example? And this is the difference between authentication and authorization. Last but not least, we have audit and analytics. Um, as a risk mitigating tool, IAM has to provide controls and prevent fraudulent behavior. Um, this is mainly what happens in audit and analytics. So uh, overall, um, I think by using the 4A models uh, dimensions, you are able to structure IAM very effectively and also understand IAM-related issues much better. Okay, understand. Um, we are here today with the mission to translate all of this into the end-user's language. So um, how do these models that you explained, the 4A model and IAM, Identity and Access Management, apply to normal people, to the end-users? How do normal people perceive IAM in their daily life, ideally? Yeah, in my experience, um, only very few people notice IAM at all. Um, but even without knowing it, everyone is using IAM on a daily basis. Um, the, the important point is they take IAM for granted, which is reasonable since uh, working IAM is almost an invisible infrastructure. On the other hand, if IAM is not working properly, um, you will quickly receive feedback, which obviously will be mainly negative. Right. This is something that I can tell from experience is absolutely true. So if we narrow down the end user a bit, um, how is that the fact in the business context? How do employees, how does the workforce of an organization perceive IAM at work? Yeah, for example, um, for employees, the perception is a bit more sharpened, uh, at least on the enterprise side. Passwords, screen locking um, as measures of IAM are accepted. But despite this, employers are not more concerned about IT security than necessary. Um, for example, take passwords in general. They are accepted, um, but secure passwords, which are longer um, and often more complex, are somewhat unwanted. Therefore, um, people simply won't choose a secure password on their own. Um, at least not without technical pressure via minimal requirements. And it is the same for MFA uh, re-authentication and the case of having too many access rights or vice versa, having not enough access rights. Um, people are lazy when it comes to security and at certain point, I think that is uh, justified. Uh, IAM is an infrastructure topic that should simply work without having to spend a lot of effort. I mean, think about uh, the distribution of end-user IT hardware. Um, everyone needs a computer, but if it doesn't work, people will immediately complain because they can't work. Today, IT hardware is a basic work tool and it's uh, delivered more or less automatically. So enterprises need to understand that. And for IAM, 
they should keep in mind that in the future, I am will no, no longer be a competitive advantage, but uh, a basis for business. And companies without IAM are not fit for business. Similar is true for people, whether it is on a business level or on a personal level. Right. So the overall headline for today's topic is um, IAM awareness and translating that to the end user and the employee. So to raise this awareness, to make people understand that IAM is an important part, what do you recommend? What are the, the say we analysts, we talk of the top five things. So what are the top five IAM topics that would be good to know to everybody? Um, the first one is uh, digitization is unstoppable and IAM is mandatory in the digital world. That means when everything becomes digital, you won't have another choice. And again, this applies on a business as well as on a personal level. My second recommendation, um, every person comes in contact with IAM multiple times every day and I would even say probably every hour. Um, my advice here You can improve your own security level significantly with only little effort if you just keep your eyes open. The third point is IAM is timeless. So it has always existed and will always exist. So it doesn't matter whether it is the gatekeeper 500 years ago or will be a digital login 200 years in the future. People need to realize that and IAM is not a one-hit wonder or a one-time investment. Fourth point, um, in the near future, most services will be offered digitally. So especially governmental services or the e-identity card, or for example, It's Me, um, which is a Belgian company providing a trusted identity network. Um, these are examples for, for those services. And the last topic is um, IAM accompanies every single IT trend or topic and always solves security challenges around those trends. Um, just to name some, there's, uh, there are bring your own device, there's home office, uh, cloud, IoT, customer relationship management systems um, solved by a customer identity and access management um, systems there's data protection or blockchain. All those are examples for IT trends um, I am supporting. Right. You've mentioned security challenges and we as Kupinger Cole, as analysts, we deeply believe that IAM is a part of cybersecurity within an organization. When we're talking about awareness and IAM today, of course, we need to understand and we need to make people understand that um, improving the IAM awareness might also improve the overall IT security posture. So what can you improve for your own IT security when raising this awareness? Uh, I think everybody who is familiar with IT security already knows that humans are the weakest factor in most of the IT defense systems. And therefore, it is only a logical step to improve this weakness. This means taking a critical look at yourself. Uh, so the first question would be, um, what are possible attack scenarios I am vulnerable to? Um, and the second, um, how can I improve my own understanding of cybersecurity? And if you don't have an idea how to answer those questions, 
take some small steps and, and start with addressing a well-known issue, um, security versus usability. So, for example, you could ask yourself, um, do I want anything to be more secure or do I want smaller effort um, or maybe a better user experience? Um, some other easy questions uh, you are facing on a daily basis could sound like, do I want to store all my personal data in my account or should it ask me for permission every time an information is required? What permission requires an app on my mobile phone? Is it allowed to do anything so I won't be bothered by pop-ups with permissions requests? Or do I want to limit my apps, um, let's call it abilities, at some point? Um, another classic question, do I have to log in every single time or can I stay logged in? Do I need multi-factor authentication every single time? And also a classic one is, uh, should my password or PIN have more digits or be more complex? Um, what makes it more secure or should it better be easy to remember? And um, yeah, the last advice I want to share, you have to ask yourself, what is the value of my data? Um, that means what is more important to you and also how important is an information for a possible attacker? What are your risks in losing those data? Because most of the times, um, attackers are only interested in data or information which are easy to access, highly valuable, and can be turned into money very quickly. So the more criteria the target um, data meets, the more attractive um, this information is to an attacker. And yeah. This is what I wanted to share with the audience. Um, I hope I was able to give a little insight and improve your IT security awareness at least a little bit. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Yeah, great to have you, uh, Philip. And I think this is really of importance. And if the audience is interested in learning more, interested in raising this awareness within their end-user community, I would highly recommend that the audience uh, might have a look at our website, of course, kuppingercoal.com. There is lots of material, lots of research there when it comes to um, raising awareness. There are some videos that can be used also in communication with uh, the end-users. And if you have um, tangible questions to ask, please get in touch with uh, Philip or me or just with info at copingacall.com. Get in touch. So for now, thank you very much, uh, Philip, for being my guest today for the very first time. It was great to have you. My pleasure. And I'm looking forward to doing uh, further episodes with you very soon. Thanks again and bye-bye. Yeah, thank you.